0: Okay, get out your Bible today. I've got a few things to share with you. And I want you to to turn with me to the book of 1 Samuel and the second chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 2. Let's take a moment to pray. Father, thanks so much for this opportunity we have today to study your word. We believe that you're giving us insights, understanding, revelation, knowledge of truth that makes us free. Give us all eyes to see and ears to hear, hearts open and receptive. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We began a series of which this is the second part called Made of Honor. What are you made of? We're, we're, we're endeavoring to step it up in this area of honor within our lives. And we're seeing from the Word of God how big of deal that is. Our text here, First Samuel chapter 2 and verse 30, says, Therefore the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father would walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, Far be it from me. For those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. And so we can see that it, there it, is, it is possible for us to be honored by God, by God Himself. But the condition that that rests upon is that we are honorable people ourselves. That we are among those who show honor to the Lord. And uh, as we looked at previously... Uh, This word honor, it has to do with uh, being heavy. When you honor someone or something, you give weight to that. You give weight to that person. You make them a big deal in your life. If I am honoring the Lord, I am making everything that He says and does and all that He's about a big deal in my life. It's a weighty thing. As opposed to, the other word you see there, lightly esteemed. All right, We do not want to despise or lightly esteem the things of God. And again, the condition here, if I give weight to Him, if I make Him matter, He makes me matter. If I despise Him, I make Him light, I become light. Everybody with me now? Now, I'm not talking about in Christ. In Christ, the blood's been spilled. You, you are very valuable to Him as an individual. But our function in the earth and in the kingdom of God can be more or less important depending on how we honor Him. All right? This is something that, with many, it might just be concept right now, it might just be almost theoretical. But it has a practical outworking in many areas of our lives. I'm telling you, sometimes people struggle again and again and again because of their lack of honor for God. And it may, maybe not have, maybe haven't made the connection. But if that might be the case with anyone here, we want to help you to get that right and get that straight. Whether you're going through it or living on top, we all need to be honorable people. Now we said to the, we said this to you that honoring God is not just about saying, I honor God. It's not just about if I were asked, is God important to you? Is God worthy of your respect that we would say, well, absolutely, yes, he is. Honoring God breaks down into practical aspects um, that we began to share with you. we said it's basically three areas. remember? If I, I honor God by honoring His plan, His people, and His presence. And you remember, we, we began talking to you about honoring God's plan. How uh, God's plan begins with honoring God's word. I cannot say, I just love the Lord. I just honor and respect Him in all of my life if I ignore what He says. See, I honor Him by taking what He says seriously. By making what He says important to me. All right, That means I take time to find out what He says. And when I find out what He says, if it in any way goes contrary to the way that I think and the way that I live, I adjust. Amen. I don't say, you just have to accept me like I am. (laughs) No. I accept the Lord like He is and I adjust to Him. That's an honorable thing to do. It's the right way that we are to approach Him. And so again, we honor God by honoring what He says, honoring His Word. And again, I can't say, Lord, I honor You. But every time He speaks, I'm busy. Every time He says, this is the way you should live your life, I've got a better plan. That's not honoring Him. Okay? A second thing here in honoring God's plan is honoring God's will for your life. Do you know that God has a purpose? That He has a plan? He has a will for every person's life? That He wants you to be somewhere, to be something, to have certain activities in your life? And in order for me to honor the Lord, I must not only acknowledge that, but live in accordance with it. And I I know that sometimes that seems like a mystery. (laughs) Have you ever felt like the will of God. What in the world does God want me to do? I mean, if you've ever felt like that, you're probably like most people, right? Uh, sometimes have wondered what the will of God is. I, I think sometimes we complicate the issue too much because uh, you, you know you might look at some who are uh, in fivefold ministry and and that's their life, and it seems like well yeah God has a plan for like evangelists and pastors and different people, uh, but me. I think sometimes we should just take a step back not make it so confusing not make it so complicated and realize that the plan of god is very practical and oftentimes right before our 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 eyes okay Uh, i was reading over in the book of acts in the 16th chapter where the bible said that that paul had a vision and in his vision he saw this guy from macedonia saying come over here and help us And what they said, the writer of Acts and his companions said, so we concluded that that, uh, it was the will of God that we go there. We concluded that we should go over there. I thought, well, that's interesting. How did they find the will of God for their lives? God gave Paul a vision. They were connected to Paul. So they said, this is the will of God. Let's go. Everybody listening to me? See how that's not real real complicated I don't know should I go see the Lord works this way continually he will connect people to certain ministries like ours so what's the will of God you find where the ministry is going that you are connected with and you help it go there you do what you're able to do with some it's playing a guitar with some it's helping in some other form or fashion in other words a person looks at their abilities what can I do what am I good at How? in what way could I help and they see well this is where the Lord has connected me this is what the vision is this is where we're going how can I contribute to that that's honoring God That's honoring the will of God, the plan of God for your life. It's giving that respect. Amen. And so again, uh, let's just step back sometimes and don't get real complicated. So what if the Lord wants me to do something else? Well, we don't worry about it. Serve Him. Live with Him. Walk with Him. Be in communion with Him. If there's something else you're missing, He'll let you know. If not, put your hand to something that's connected to where He has you. And that is the will of God. Okay? To diminish that again, that's, that's when we get into the area of, of dishonor or disrespect or lightly esteeming, making trivial what God is doing and what His plan is for us. So don't decide what to do. Discover His plan and obey. I, I know this for me if, uh, because I, I can use myself as an illustration better than I can you. I know what the Lord called me to in pastoring. Uh, but I had decisions to make. Regarding this many years ago, and I could have made the decision to not do this. I came up in a family, we were a dairy family, we had cows, and uh, my brothers are still in the dairy business and they still have cows. Their cows aren't worth anything, but uh, no, I'm (laughs) (laughs) not. You'd have to know their business these days, (laughs) and they're not laughing. but, but but that was the that was kind of the the that was kind of the easy way to go for my life. I mean, the family's going that way, it's all set up. I mean, I had a good opportunity. There's money in the business typically, and uh, uh, and and, it, and it's an easy road to go. But the Lord was leading me to do something different. I had to go a different route. I knew that he want his will for my life didn't involve that long term. All right. What would happen if I would have said, you know what, I don't see how this is going to work, this whole preacher thing, because I can't even talk before people, you know, like in a group, that's like not my thing, and uh, and I'm not smart enough, or I don't have enough money, I don't have all these, I could have named off all the hindrances, what if I would have made those things weightier than the will of God? What would my life look like today? I don't know, I don't know that I'd even be here, because I would be lightly esteemed. Hmm. And it is the re- it, now. Sometimes people take these things to an extreme. I'm not putting this on every single person that you know, but sometimes when people uh, die prematurely, sometimes it's because God had been dealing with them for years. Do this. Do this. Do this. This. This is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do, and they kept resisting. And they kept resisting, and they kept resisting, and they kept saying no, and they went and did their own thing, and it eventually cost them. Now, God's not knocking people off, if you take that by this message. The Lord's not killing people. Jesus didn't kill anybody, right? But people take something away from their life that would sustain them and protect them, and that is they're not honoring God's plan and His purpose. And this is something we must see as very, very important. Make it, make it important in your life. The moment you know that God has something for you, the moment you recognize that there is a, a purpose for your life, that God wants you to do something, be all over it. Commit your way. If you don't know, well, you're honest before God. Say, Lord, I'm open to do whatever. And if, I, if I don't know, I'm just going to put my hand to something, right? But the moment you know that God wants you to do something, you obey. That's honoring Okay, let's go on to number two. We've talked a little bit about God's plan. The second thing is God's people. Okay, Uh, turn with me to Romans 13. God's people. This element is necessary, critical, but sometimes overlooked in people's minds. We might say, you know, I, just, I honor the Lord. I serve Him. I do respect Him. I do give Him weight. I do make what He's all about important to me. But people, they just drive me crazy. <laughs> but there is a direct connection between how we treat people and how we treat the Lord. This is in all areas, not just the honor thing. I'm going to understand, if I say, I love God, I just love Him with all of my heart, but I'm rude to everyone else. I don't love God like I think I do. Because my love for God is shown in my love towards people. Right? And when it comes to honor, let's say, for example, uh, I'll use myself again. If I were to say, hey, everybody, next week we're having uh, one of our other pastors here at church they're going to be speaking or we're having a guest speaker in from the outside and i say this is real important i want everybody to be here we're going to have a great we're going to have a great meeting we'll we'll see you there and if some people were to take that and say ah oh, you know i really like to hear pastor mark teach and so i'm probably not going to come that weekend who did who did that person dishonor you, what It really goes up the chain, doesn't it? Someone might think, well, I dishonored whoever it was that was going to speak. Actually, no, you first and foremost dishonored me by not following through with what the plan was and what I offered. Ultimately, you follow that up. If I represent the Lord, you dishonor God that way. And this is so, so many times people are showing disrespect to the Lord and they don't know it. They just think, I'm disrespecting this person. Sometimes they don't even go that far. They just think, oh, that doesn't matter to me. That's what dishonor means. It means we take what the Lord, or if we're talking about a person, we take what they say, what they do, and we make it unimportant. I've got my life, my will, my plans, and this. Eh, I'm not really so interested in that. You just diminished it in your eyes. You just lightly esteemed it, which is defined as dishonoring God. Everybody with me? So this is the scripture here, Romans Romans chapter 13 and verse, verse 7. It says, Render therefore to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, custom to whom customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. And how many understand he's not talking about the Lord here? Indirectly, he is, but he's not. He's talking about honoring people. I cannot really show honor to the Lord if I'm not honoring people. Now, I've broken this down even further because we make a great mistake if we say, okay, I get it, honoring God by honoring people. We should honor everybody. And we put everybody in one basket and say, honor, honor, honor. I respect and honor and highly esteem all people. I'll show you as we go here that actually does the opposite. If I make everyone the same, if I put everyone in the same basket and say I honor them, I am actually in reality dishonoring every person in the basket. I've broken this down into into five areas here tonight. Five different pe- people, people groups that we should honor. And they must be separate in our minds if not again i end up dishonoring the lord okay the first one is god's anointed if you're taking notes write these down the first one we are to honor god's anointed first chronicles 16 and verse 22 says do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm all right let me show you an example of this over here in first samuel Take a moment to look at it with me. First Samuel chapter 24. 1 Samuel 24. We honor God by honoring people among whom are God's anointed. God's anointed. What's the anointing? The anointing is the power of God. It's the Spirit of God coming upon a person uh, for a particular act of service. God's anointed. And in 1 Samuel... What was happening here is very interesting. There was a guy that was king of Israel named Saul. Saul was the king of Israel. Saul started off. God gave him a soft heart and changed him, and he was doing good. But Saul became a really bad guy, and uh, he had some hitchhikers. You know, he'd get demon-possessed. He'd be nice one minute, David playing his harp in front of him, then Saul would get ticked off and throw a spear at him (laughs) and try to kill him. And 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 David now was Saul's replacement. God had anointed David, sent the prophet to him, anointed him as King of Israel, as Saul's replacement, but Saul was still in the big chair. Okay? So uh, Saul doesn't like David anymore. And Saul's going out trying to kill him. And they're on the hunt. And David and his guys, they're running. They're trying to get away from Saul and his group. And here's what happens. They went into this cave. David and his men went into this cave. And uh, and before they knew it, here comes Saul. And Saul's coming into the cave. So they went way into the back part of the cave. So Saul didn't know they were, they were there. And, and uh, uh, the Bible tells us here that Saul went in there to relieve himself. So he's in there doing his business with David and his guys, the guys he's hunting, hiding in the back part of the cave. And what happened in verse 4, let's read. Then the men of David said to him, This is the day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand that you may do to him as it seems good to you. They're saying, David, this is God's will. This is his plan. You know you've been anointed king. You know God said that you would have this. Go take his head off. Go take him out right now. And David arose and secretly cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Now, he had to go really bad. (laughs) So he was pretty (laughs) occupied there. But David went over, snuck over there, cut off a corner of his robe and went back. And what happened, it says in verse 5, Now it happened afterward that David's heart troubled him because he had cut Saul's robe. In other words, he did that and it bugged him. He went back feeling guilty, feeling bad about what he did. Well, why? I mean, this is the will of God. That he would be king. God planned that he, that Saul not be king, that he be king. And he takes even one minor action against him. and He feels bad. Why does he feel bad? Because he's an honorable person. He goes on to say, And he said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch out my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. Why wouldn't David take out Saul? Because of God's spirit on him. Was Saul a nice guy? No, Saul was out there trying to kill him. He deserved to die. But David said, it's not going to be by my hand. Sometimes people start with a godly passion and desire and they know the Lord's will, but they take things into their own hand. They say, you're in my spot. And so they'll do whatever they can do to remove somebody else so they can get in there. Dishonorable. Disrespectful. Hmm. Thing is, all the people around him, if he'd have taken him out, David's men would have went, yeah! Way to go, David. You're the man. You're the king. You're it. And he would have assumed the throne that day. You know it? But he said, no, it's not going to happen that way. This is where we've got to trust God. If He wants us in a place, He can get us to a place. He can move one out and He can move another person in. Yeah. Let's look over at 1 Samuel. No, we already did. Let's look at 2 Kings. 2 Kings, just a few pages to the right there. 2 Kings chapter 2. An honorable person does not touch God's anointed. They don't, they don't do harm. How many understand today that there are there are people that have TV programs and write books and write magazine articles and get on the radio and their their ministry is all about exposing people they disagree with. Supposed ministry. You know there, there are these watchdogs that keep an eye on every every minister. Every teacher, every pastor who's, who's out doing things for the Lord, they're keeping an eye on them. And the moment they say something that they disagree with, they call them out, quick to put a cult label on everybody. How many know that's so very dishonorable? That does not respect the Lord whatsoever. Have we figured out that God will anoint people that don't know everything? <laughs> Can you say we're all in trouble if He hasn't chosen that route? And uh, all throughout our city, we got lots of great pastors and ministers and churches around here and you know what there's differences in all of them there's little differences on the the basics if they're a true christian church the basics were all the same but there's some secondary issues and they're all different you know what but there's still god's anointed all throughout the valley and god's using people because you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have perfect theology and have everything right to be used of God. And I don't have the right to speak against someone, to come against them in any way because I think, well, you're you're wrong in this interpretation of something. That's just that's just foolhardy. That's the that's the enemy at work and it's very very dishonorable for people to take that approach. Now, I don't know if anyone's ever been in a fight with a bear. But uh, there is a biblical way to overcome bears. Bear attacks. And uh, this is how not to do it 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 23. This is talking about Elisha. It says Then he went up from there to Bethel. And as he was going up the road, some youths came from the city and mocked him and said to him go up you bald head go up you bald head what's happening here these young people are mocking making fun of the man of god the prophet of god was there and they start teasing him for his receded hairline <laughs> you know what i'm talking about power alleys and you all that good stuff <laughs> And they start making fun of him. I know sometimes people might dismiss that, even when things like that happen today, and uh, think, ah, you know, kids these days, they're just, don't make a big deal of it. They're just goofing around, and, uh, you know, let's let's not get all all uptight about it. We need to understand there are things to goof around about, and it's all fine and good and funny and and fun and, and in a good spirit, and there are things that are disrespectful that are dishonorable and when they are to a person they are to the Lord and and we live in a day and an age I tell you what disrespect reigns supreme so many people show very little if any respect and honor for those in our midst and those in our society that should be held in high regard and people treat it as well we're all just the same we're all just people and, and they're missing God big time And their lives are diminished as a result of this. And this was a serious thing here. Elisha didn't go, ah, you guys, you got me. (laughs) Or you just wait, you're going to be bald someday too. That wasn't his response. Okay. Let's look at the next verse. Verse 24. So he turned around and looked at them and pronounced a curse on them in the name of the Lord and two female bears came out of the woods and mauled 42 of the youths. Then he went up to Mount Carmel. Yikes. That turned into funny, funny, ha-ha into... uh, Sorry. uh, It became a real big deal. What happened? They dishonored the Lord they were lightly esteemed. Right? See ya. Now thank God we live in a New Testament, don't we? <laughs> right. Woo whew. A better covenant, better promises. We live on we live under grace. But let's not that let's not let that take away from the fact that dishonorable actions and attitudes are still totally unacceptable with the Lord. We are not going to walk in His best and, and live honorable lives if we take this approach where we take God's anointed and mock or make light of or make fun of or, or, or treat in, in such fashion. It is a heavy, heavy deal. And sometimes, I don't know, there was a bunch of young people there. What, what's typical amongst groups of youth? It's called peer pressure. It's called one person says, hey, let's do this hey there goes baldy let's go and they put pressure on each other and pretty soon here comes the bear yikes you know there was another situation we won't take time to read uh this morning but uh first samuel 17 david remember david did he is he an honorable person david was and he had a bear problem too because he was tending his father's sheep and uh And he talked about how the time came when the bear came and a lion came. And and, and the word of God tells us that he grabbed him by the beard and BAM! Knocked him out. Killed him. You think, well bears, I mean a person can't kill a bear, you know, without a gun or something or a a weapon. David did. Why? Because he was honorable. He honored the Lord, therefore he walked in some stuff that the average Joe didn't walk in. The average person didn't experience because they weren't they weren't holding God and His Word and His plan and all that He was about in high esteem. When you honor the Lord, your life takes on greater meaning, takes on greater force and substance. You are a weighty person in the kingdom. And no bear is going to take you out. Come on, no lion attack or uh, anything like that is too big for you plus God. You? Maybe. You plus God? No, no, not with him on our side. If God before us, who can be against us? All right. And so we said God's anointed. Secondly, I'll go a little bit faster here. We should honor those who have done something for us. Those who have done something for us. I'm talking about big things in our lives, like who led you to the Lord? If you're a born-again person, if you've been saved... How did you get saved? Was it a parent? Was it a friend? Was it a teacher? Was it a pastor? Who who was it that led you to the Lord? You should show them honor all the days of your life. Always hold them in high esteem and high regard because they made a big difference. uh, What about people who helped you when you were down? Have you gone through a tough time in life? Have you gone through a, 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 a season when you really struggled, you were really down and out, and someone came there? Someone helped you. Someone grabbed your hand and lifted you up. Someone paid some bills when you didn't have the money. Someone, you know, visited you when you were physically broken down. What, what was it? You had mental and emotional issues and someone was there for you. I say in those big things in life, we honor people that stepped out because not everyone will do it. Not everyone was there. People who make have made a major impact in your life. Can you look back in life and say, you know what, this person really made a big difference for me. This person really... Impacted me in a positive way. I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for their influence in my life. You should honor them. You should show them great respect and great regard. Here's another one. Here's another one. Uh, C, if you're taking letter notes. Three, if you're taking numbers. (laughs) Bullet point three, if you're doing that. Is is parents. The Bible tells us uh, that we are to honor our parents. Ephesians 2. Or 6 verse 2 and 3 says honor your father and mother which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Can you see again here a connection between honoring and things going well with you and a long life. The Bible says that if we will honor our parents now we know children are told to obey their parents but all people are told to honor their parents. All right. I know when we say that sometimes there's there's trouble in people's minds because they're imagining their parents, and and sometimes that's bad news. It really is. Sometimes people have grown up, and it may be. I'm sure there are a number of people here. You think about your childhood, and you think about the way you were, you were raised, and there's some really dark days. Maybe some abuse. Maybe some really troublesome situations and you think about showing honor to your father or showing honor to your mother, and it's like, that can't apply to me because can I tell you a story? Listen, I've heard some of those stories. I know how horrible it's been. But watch, the Scripture still tells us to do this. That tells me it's possible even if someone experienced hell on earth and a person lived very dishonorably for me to separate those actions and behaviors from the place and the position that they hold. You see, I'm to honor people. I'm to honor parents because they're parents. Now again, I, and I know the battle that can take place in some minds concerning these things. Uh, trust me, I, I I know I know what what some of that is about. But listen, if I take the position that because A parent did wrong to me, and maybe in an extreme way, that because of that, I opt out of the honor thing towards them. Where does that stop? Because again, there is no person in here, there is no parent who's done everything right. There is no parent who's gotten it perfect. So at what point in that scale do we say, okay, now you've crossed the line, no more honor. I say that place doesn't exist, but through God's help and God's uh, wisdom and the love of God and forgiveness, we don't honor an action that's wrong. We don't respect a wrong behavior, but we do always hold in high regard people in various positions in our lives. There are some who are God's anointed, like Saul, who have done some wrong things, done some done some bad stuff, but it doesn't give us the right to disrespect and to remove that place of honor from their life. And so, again, we do that with parents. Here's another one, D, or four. is uh, if I put these together on the same point, but husbands are to honor their wives. Wives are to honor their husbands. Now, here's one of those things where I want to avoid just mixing them together. Because I could just say, honor your spouse. But that's not the way the Bible says it. See, the Word tells us, for example, uh, uh, Ephesians 5, and I think 33, the last verse there, tells us, tells wives to reverence and honor and respect their husbands. And over in 1 Peter 3, husbands are told to honor their wives. See, isn't that kind of the same thing? Not really. As a husband, I should honor my wife as a wife that position should be recognized and highly esteemed by me. A a wife should recognize her husband's position and honor him as such, not just as a person. I just honor everybody. No, 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 you miss it if you do that. You honor him as your husband. That's a unique and special position that God ordained that he would have just like hers. They're separate, they're different, but they should be acknowledged in specificity to what, uh, what what that position is. Not just generalized, I honor everybody. I'll show you this more. But but watch. Uh, now let's keep going back over here. <laughs> let's go to the next one, and I'll explain this. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 2 and this is the last one this is E we are to honor those who are in authority okay and now here's what I was going to say just had to wait there I could say all the same things I said about parents and about King Saul in the whole marriage thing too some wives say I'm not going to honor that jerk can I tell you what he did no I've heard him (laughs) I know what some guys can do I know what some women can do very dishonorable things we must hold up again the position that they have if someone is a mother I honor because of that mother position or a father or a husband or a wife or in their days a king or you know God's anointed we honor because of the position not reducing that because of wrong behavior It's the only way we can obey this. It absolutely is. The moment we let someone's behavior eat away and say, oh, I'm going to honor less now. We've just ruined it. And if I don't do this, if I fail to honor people, let's not be deceived. We've just failed to honor the Lord. Okay? It's all connected together. Okay? And here's this fifth one, letter E. We honor those who are in authority. Let's read this verse. 1 Peter chapter 2, and verse 17. 2.17 says, Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. Now think about that for a moment. Isn't the king one of the all people? Is, is the king a people? He said, honor everybody. Honor the king. Well, the king is one of the everybody's. But notice how he didn't group them together. We diminish the place of the king. Now, we know we don't have kings in our country, but you understand the point. We diminish the place of the king by mixing the king in with everybody else. Actually, again, if I put everyone in the same group, I end up disrespecting everybody by not acknowledging their unique place, their gift, their call, what God has set them in a position to do. Whether that's uh, as anointed, whether it's as a father or a mother, whether it's as a parent, whether it's as a person in authority in some other capacity. I can't diminish any of them by saying, oh, we're all the same. We just honor everybody. No, we honor everybody by honoring individuals in their place in life and in what god has placed in them their gift and their call and 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 whatever it is the position that they hold this is the only way we can honor amen can i share one more thing with you everybody okay acts 23 we'll finish up here acts chapter 23 So we need to make a distinction, honoring all, by noting who and what they are. By noting who and what they are. In Acts 23, the Apostle Paul was being tried. He was in the court here for preaching the gospel. He was kind of in trouble for doing good. 23, verse 1, Then Paul, looking earnestly at the council, said, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. Anything wrong with that? Does that sound like a good statement? It's not provoking. And the high priest Ananias commanded those who stood by him to strike him on the mouth. So he gets up and says this and gets tagged. How many know that doesn't feel good? It's like, oh... What did he do? Then Paul said to him, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall. For you sit to judge me according to the law. And and, and do you command me to be struck contrary to the law? Now, was Paul right in his explanation of how what they did was unlawful and it was wrong? He was right. They shouldn't have hit him. They had no right to punch him in the mouth. That wasn't right for them to do it. But verse 4 said, And those who stood by said... Do you revile God's high priest? But when Paul, uh, verse verse 5, then Paul said, I did not know, brethren, that he was the high priest. For it is written, You shall not speak evil of of a ruler of your people. I mean, he was just treated wrong. He was just punched in the mouth for nothing, and it was unlawful. But immediately when he recognized, That's the high priest. I'm sorry, man. That was the wrong thing. I did did the wrong deal there. He backed off. They were in the wrong, but he said, I was wrong because I dishonored and disrespected a person that God said I shouldn't speak evil against. It is very common today for people to be quick with the mouth, quick to speak evil against various people that should be honored. And as honorable people, We've got to put our hand over our mouths and stop ourselves from just giving our comments on everything we disagree with. On everything we don't like in, in, in the world today. And taking down with our words people who are in authority. It seems, It seems sometimes in my experience that when a person gets really hurt, if they're offended or hurt in some way, they feel like they've got a license now to do whatever they want. Have you ever noticed that? I mean, they might be honorable. They seem honorable. They just seem like such a nice and, and fun-loving person. But as soon as someone does something that hurts them, they feel like they've got a right to lash out, and they have no qualms about it. Uh, a, f- a friend of mine had this person in his church. He was a pastor, and, and, uh, and this person served and was very active and did a lot of things in the church until until the pastor did something that she didn't like. And, and really, he didn't do the wrong thing, because I know the inside story, but that's not really the point. He did something that she didn't like, and it was amazing, the four-letter words that she found in his office. I mean, just amazing. Someone who's just living for God and speaking the praises of God and just loving everything and everybody, till something went, went awry, so something didn't go her way, and she found a new license. To be dishonorable and disrespectful to those whom previously she probably would have praised. Let's not let any emotional thing or any experience take away honor out of our hearts and out of our lives. And unfortunately, you know, sometimes when things get tough, that's when you find out what's really in people. That's when you find out the beast within (laughs) They smiled all day long until they didn't get their way. And now, all of a sudden, there's something something inside there that's like, yeah, where did you come from? You've been bottled up for a while, haven't you? You've been able to push everybody around until today. Someone stood up to you and grrr. Let's be made of honor. Amen. Amen. Let's be made of something more more than that. Something stronger than that. And uh, I've got some more to say about this, but I know I've run you over today. Uh, and uh, hopefully you're okay. What? I've run you over on time. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I run you over with my car. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Amen. I pray these things are, re- are said in such a way that they're are received, though. And uh, they're strong words, but At at the same time, we need to step it up. Amen. Whether you have a big problem with this or not, but we need to step it up and be in people of honor. Amen. Amen. God's going to help us, and when we honor Him, He honors us. Let me pray for you today. Father, thank you for everyone, every single person. You're doing a work in our hearts and in our lives.